This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Any of that, here is your news on Love Sport Radio. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, floating objects have been found in the sea as searches take place for an aircraft which vanished with Cardiff City player Emiliano Sala on board. They found a cushion. Uh, a bright orange item beside a dull coloured box and lots of white items in the water floating alongside and a piece of white metal looking trim which was a bit bent apparently. John Fitzgerald's from the Channel Islands Air Search. Police say they're unable to confirm whether objects are from the missing plane but the chances of finding the 28-year-old footballer alive are slim. It's emerged one of two people who died after getting an infection at a hospital in Glasgow linked with pigeon droppings was a child. A post-mortem examination on the youngster shows the Cryptotus bacteria was a contributory factor in their death. Almost 3,000 jobs are at risk after Patisserie Valerie collapsed into administration. The cafe chain says it's been unable to renew loans after discovering fraud in its accounts last year. The family of a woman who died in a speedboat crash say they've been assured efforts are ongoing to bring her fugitive killer to justice. Charlotte Brown was thrown into the River Thames during her first date with Jack Shepard in 2015. The 31-year-old remains on the run after he was jailed for six years in his absence for manslaughter by gross negligence. Charlotte's father, Graham, has been meeting Sajid Javid. The Home Secretary has underlined his personal commitment to see that Shepard is arrested and that the current manhunt is given the necessary resources and priority it requires. Our message is clear. There can be no hiding place for Jack Shepard. A man will be interviewed by police after the front of a hotel was deliberately destroyed by a digger in Liverpool. The vehicle smashed into a travel lodge. Olivia Coleman, Christian Bale and Richard E. Grant are among the British stars in the running for an Oscar next month. The period drama The Favourite has ten nominations, as does Roma. That's the latest. I'm Will Rowe. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. 
It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Welcome to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We'll be with you 7 till 9, like we often are on a Tuesday evening. I'd like to say we've got DR back. Yes, I'm back and I'm not ill. <laughs> and we've got Nick with us as well from the Back of the Nest podcast. And just a little heads up, guys. Um, you're live on Facebook at the moment. Just going to do the first part of the show, correct? Live? Yeah. So if we... people want to have a little look on there and then come back and listen to the rest of the show, they can do that. Where, where is it on Facebook? It's on the Back of the Nest Facebook page. So we'll we'll be on in about five minutes. Okay, top stuff. Thank you very much. So, Dr, you had a little week off last week. Uni work, getting on top of you, is it? Yeah, I had like three assignments. So, unfortunately, I had to, well, take some time off. But I'm back, I'm fresh. Thank you. Anything (laughs) me can help with? Uh, not really, not really. It's all done now. It's all done now. I'm all cleared, yeah. All that work's done. I'm free from illness, which previously when I was on last week, always had a little bit of illness. Just in future, mate, if there's any questions... About university, life. <laughs> He's doing media. You're the perfect person, aren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. We, we can do that. We can do that on this show for, for a very small <laughs> yeah, fee. Nothing's free in this world, DR. You'll learn that, mate. Yeah. It depends on the fee, to be fair. Um, a, a coffee. A coffee. All right, cool. then. Yeah. A nice one, though. I was stressing last time, so maybe for coffee, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, top man. Right, then. Uh, let's get straight into it. Um, we're going to talk about Liverpool, of course. Uh, a 4-3. Um, we've been sat here quite often this season mm. crying out for some goals <laughs> and some entertainment um and we got it right so yeah we, 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 no complaints no <laughs> well other than well, we were no, no, i jest i jest of course i'm not really disappointed though um no even though we lost 4-3 it was it was exciting as you said and there were also lots of positives to take from the game end of the day liverpool whether you like them or not, they're challenging for the title. They're a very good side. And the fact that we went to Anfield and scored three goals, it just shows um, that on our day, when you know when the players decide to turn up, we can finish and we can take our chances. So there was a positive on that and we actually managed to score three goals. But yeah, it's, it's Liverpool. It's free hit. I know some people don't like it. Mm. Uh, like that term, but it was still, you know, it was, it was, a, nice, it was a good game. Have you been doing football cliches at uni? Because you started with at the end of the day. I thought full house. Have, I thought you were going to have sick as a parrot and Liverpool <laughs> came at us early doors. <laughs> what did you make of it though, Nick? Were you, were you, are there plenty of positives for you to take from it? Yeah, I thought we'd get tanked about 5 0. Yeah. Although I did predict in our, in our little back of the next prediction league that we mm. win 4 2. And I was crowing about <laughs> it on our, on our little messenger thing. Yeah. That I've actually got the first prediction right this season. And uh, Mr. Hambling said, No, you haven't. And I didn't know whether it was 5 2 or 4 3. And um, yeah, mm. it was unfortunately for you yeah. uh, a 4 3. But you know, I have to say, I was sat there watching it as well. Um, it was an accumulator buster um, for me at one point, thinking it was half time and, and you guys were leading 1 0. I mean, let's go into some of the action from that game. That first goal, absolutely superb. One of the best Palace goals in the last few years. Just, just 
playing it out of defence. I mean, I don't know about you, Dr. But I was screaming, "Just get rid of it!" <laughs> everyone was. Yes, everyone, everyone was. was. And you could argue some of the goals, especially at home, where we've struggled to score goals, it could be that could be the main reason. Because if that was at home, I doubt that would have passed around like that because the fans would have got onto the players. So I think that plays a part as well. Away from home, there wasn't as much pressure, and even like me, me watching it on TV, I was saying, "Kick out, kick out!" Mm. But it turned out to be a fantastic goal and a great counter-attack. So maybe in the future, that's that's another positive. Um, that said, I was bemoaning the fact that we did seem to just be lumping the ball out and then waiting for the next wave wave of attack. But we, mm. it's weird. We're doing a lot better away than we are at home because I think it suits us more, the, the, that counter-attacking game. And if you look back to our best season ever when we finished third in the old first division, Koppel... He played like that, very, very quick counter-attacks mm. up the wing, Solarko or McGoldrick into right and bright. It was it was very, very similar to, to one of those goals, I think. Yeah, but you liked, you liked you know, for instance, because Nick, sorry, you, you mentioned you, you maybe hoofed it forward a lot, but that is kind of almost part of the, the counter-attacking tactics, isn't it? To, to get the ball up the other end, you get up the pitch, you let them have the ball and hit them as quickly as you can. So do you not think maybe there was, that was kind of tactical because I know a similar thing happened with, with, with Leicester and Ranieri he would just say you know a couple of passes and then get the ball forward as quickly as you can you not think maybe Roy was the similar tactics of seeing look if we're going to beat Liverpool press them give them the ball and hit them on the break which, which obviously to a certain degree was working well I, I was it was impressive because I have I think Maca- um, MacArthur? Jimmy MacArthur, yeah, yeah was um was kind of waiting for lots and lots of Liverpool players yeah. to do their Guggen press. <laughs> um, and it was then that we got the ball out wide. I'm pointing, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> we got the ball out wide that actually broke that that very high press because once the ball had gone to PVA, who then distributed it to, um, I nearly said right then, to Zaha, <laughs> um, we actually broke that because they didn't really have many players to to track back because they were all surrounding Jimmy Mack. But that was our only really opportunity in the first half because majority of it, Liverpool, every time we did get the ball mm. um, we had to kick out the pitch because Liverpool just pressured us and we couldn't cope with it but that one chance we got um, it worked out It worked out well but if you look at the first half defensive performance compared to the second half it was much better. We didn't really allow Liverpool to have that many chances we pushed them into central areas uh, and we didn't let their fullbacks, which they do like to do uh, push up the pitch and put balls in the box we limited them yeah. uh, from doing that so it was actually a very good first half and going you know, 1-0 up that was fantastic at Anfield yeah it goes without saying to, to be leading at Anfield at, at half time I don't, I don't know who has done it this season but it can't be many sides yeah. Yeah. but you know then the, the question then you know begs um, guys Salah scored obviously in the 46th minute Firmino then in the 53rd what changed so quickly was it just Liverpool's quality or do you think there was a formation tactical what, what did you see why did suddenly Liverpool come out in that second half and so quickly take full control of that game I think urgency they just came out in the second half um, a different side they wanted it more um, they were pushing way more up the pitch and putting even more pressure on Palace and it came as a bit of a shock to Palace because first half it was really easy and then second half the way Liverpool started it yeah. I don't think no one really expected that in a way uh, so I think that was really it it was just a slow start from Palace and Liverpool just upped their energy and as a result but if you look at the goals they weren't even 
I have to be honest, I'm not I'm not being biased here because they scored against us. They weren't that great goals. Um first goal, deflection. Second goal, a bit of deflection but poor defending. So they got a bit of luck. They got a bit lucky. But Yeah, no, and Roy did mention that in his in his post match. He said, you know, delighted with his side, but sometimes to get results at the big sides you maybe need that little bit of luck to, to go your way, mm. which he says perhaps uh, you guys didn't get on the day. And we're just gonna take a quick break. It's Love Sport Radio, it's the Crystal Palace fan show, and we'll continue to talk about this Liverpool game next love sport love sport i work for a spokesman said.com we can help you save money on your home insurance all you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal it's the brian mall show with the pitbull and james greyhound gray I would say neither of you know anything about horse oh, racing. No, 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 me. I didn't. I didn't make a tip. I conspicuously <laughs> told everybody that I was a terrible tipster. Well, no, sorry. I, I meant. I meant neither Guy nor Breakfast Jamie Hutchinson no, know anything about racing. I've had a bad day if that's the case, because no, I know my horse racing backwards. In fact, <laughs> if, if my bet's not <laughs> yeah, come in, it's because they've let the horse off backwards. Probably. <laughs> it's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. Welcome back. The Crystal Palace Fan Show until 9pm this evening. Jake Watson joined by Nick and DR from the back of the nest. And are we now live? Yes. We're I now we live are. on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so Crystal Palace fans, if you're watching on that, uh, you can get in touch as well on the show at Love Sport Radio if you want to ask the guys a question or just do it on the Facebook Live app. You know you can do that. And also give us a ring as well, 0208 70 20 558, uh, if you've got any kind of views on this game against Liverpool. And of course, we'll be talking about January. We're looking ahead to the next run of games as well later on in the show. So if you've got any thoughts on that, please do get in touch. 0208 70 20 558 is the number. Uh, that you need to call. So, chaps, back to the game. Um, lineup formation. Were you surprised with the way that Roy set up at Anfield? Um, not really. Um, I think it's obvious now that Roy <coughs> favours other players, favours players like Maka instead of um, Max Meyer. But the thing I'm most surprised about is the fact that every week the fans have the same reaction. It seems like it's a shock. I don't understand it. Um, it's it's fairly obvious that Roy doesn't rate Max Meyer for one reason. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, uh, is it great? Yeah. What? What? Okay. I think he uses him as an impact sub. But you he's can't. He's not an impact. He's not sub, impact though, sub for for a team. No, let's be I mean, honest. Like we're not massive. Team. We're not Liverpool or something. For Max Meyer to be an in, impact sub, Max Meyer. When we got him, we got him with the intentions of starting. I don't think Max Meyer joined us to be an impact sub. I think that he has a different time. No. He adds a different dimension. When it, are we ever going to agree on anything, man? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, look, we'll be back next week. We'll keep trying. No, look, I, my point is that you talk about the money and everything else. There's no way that Crystal Palace signed Max Meyer with the intention of him not starting every single week. That there's absolutely no way he's. And as well, if you're talking about someone being an impact sub, yeah, sure, he's a great player to be able to bring on if needs be. Mm. But that that should not be his role in this Crystal Palace team. You, absolutely not. You will say that Macca's, uh James McArthur is more of a impact sub than uh, Max Meyer if he was on a bench like he's, I, more, I, I, he's more of a player to be an impact sub yeah. uh, James McArthur than I think Kuyate is more of an impact no no I think Kuyate I've been no. <laughs> Nick you're just disagreeing on purpose now <laughs> no no uh, 
to be fair, I have to agree with Nick there because Kiate <laughs> has been Kiate has been very good for us. No, I think he's a good player, game. but I'm saying if you wanted to, if you were losing a game and you needed to change something, who are you looking at who can bring something a little bit different onto the pitch? Max Meyer is a is a good technical footballer who is able to control a game, perhaps not able to change one in in, in a short amount of time. If you need something to happen, you know, Kiate can go more direct. He can then shore things up depending on what you need in the mm. game. And now I'm not saying Kiate for one second shouldn't be starting because clearly he has been playing well but I think Maya is, is is not an impact sub he should be starting games of football yeah perhaps you're right I mean just just going back to Kuwati that was he, nearly an agreement it was nearly an <laughs> perhaps agreement. you're right I'll take it yeah. <laughs> right right I'll give you a certificate <laughs> I agreed with you um Kuwati is needed there because he's the one that turns us he drops back into defense if our marauding wing uh, fullbacks are going forward. Yeah, he's the one that turns us into a back three, and he does that very, very well. The thing with Max, you could argue that oh, it's Liverpool, so you have to be more defensive. Um, when we played against Man City, Max played and uh, Max played against him, and he was very good defensively. So, uh, and then we played against Chelsea. Roy picked Schlupp ahead of Max. And now Max is also again. He's on a bench, so I think it's more to do with uh, Roy not liking Max uh, for for unknown reason. I don't know if it's his well, physicality. Well, this is the thing, and and I, I know um, we're supposed to be kind of talking about the game yeah. at the moment, but I, I I've got to ask the question. So why why is he not playing? Because obviously you guys have seen him more more than I. Um, he was playing every week for a very good Bundesliga side. I know he's kind of maybe not catapulted to the levels that people thought he might have done when he was a youngster but still with the greatest respect to the team that you have I would have thought that Max Meyer would have gone pretty much straight into that side and had an impact um, now I know obviously there is an adjustment period when people come over into a new league and I know he's Indeed. not particularly young but again you look at the money that Crystal Palace put him on they clearly thought and expected that he'd go into this starting lineup so why isn't he we're in January now well, well the, the score at half time tells you that Roy had made the right decision. We were mm. we were leading at half time. As you said, we had that mad few minutes at the start of the second half mm. where as DR said we were really, really unlucky with the with the deflections and the, the odd handball here and there that, that helped out players uh, before they scored. Um Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because I was quite I was happy more. with it. Yeah. You I was happy with the lineup. Er, everyone expected more from Max Martin, mm. but then the question have to be asked, is this Roy signing? Because there's other players uh, that Roy doesn't like as well, but Roy didn't really get Jairo Riederwald for for, for yeah. instance. He he really hasn't got a chance since Roy's come into the side, and every time he has played, he has been decent. So I think Max Meyer, um, due to like maybe it's either Roy didn't want him or Roy wanted him, but he's not really getting what he bought him for. So mm. something he expected more from him maybe. How different is the Bundesliga to the Premier League? I think as far as the big five go in terms of Italy, Spain, etc., I think the Bundesliga is as close as you'll get. I think you rarely find a very good Bundesliga player coming over to the the Premier League and struggle as opposed to La Liga and Serie A, where it's perhaps far more common. Mm. I think, but the adjustment period conversation needs to be over there because I don't don't fall for that. Um, There's how many games? 24 games now? Uh, 23 games 23 yeah. games in a Premier League There's, 15 left yeah and he's, he's started some games um, he's come off the bench for some games I think like we, we've gone past that stage of just Roy not liking him for some unknown reason mm. but, it, does it concern you though because we, again we have spoken about this before of, you've named countless players that have joined the club since Roy has been manager 
and they've not had much of a chance. And you say that Roy isn't directly in charge, or it's not necessarily his say. He's not the one who goes out and finds these players. But then there clearly has to be a change there in terms of the relationship of who is signing these players because Crystal Palace haven't got enough money to keep going out and signing players for Roy and Roy for, to not want them. Yeah, but yeah. What, what, that can't continue, surely. What, yeah, exactly. It can't continue, but I don't. I, I think it will continue um, in a way because um, I don't think the director of football, Doug Friedman, is going to be sacked. I just don't see it happening. It'll be a surprise. So I think Roy. He likes it as it is because if he didn't, then I guess he'll voice his concerns unless mm. he really did and Parrish didn't listen to him. But there's nothing really you can do as a manager. What can you do? You either have to stick with it or just leave yeah. it. So. Well, well, are these conversations happening between Crystal Palace fans in terms of, have you not noticed this this trend of players coming in and, and not necessarily playing and saying, well, the link there is Dougie and Roy and clearly I don't think they've got a brilliant working relationship or, or certainly maybe they're not on the same wavelength when it comes to, to picking players. Who knows? I... I, I think perhaps and it's not very nice but doug is there as a stopgap in case anything happens to roy with his age yeah um one player for instance um yak we bought him in january yeah but i don't think people realize that he went out on loan but the team he went out on loan to is not going to help his development and also for the under 23s he wasn't getting selected as much and he's he's clearly not rated so it just makes you who's Who's buying these plays? Who's looking at these plays? Because you can't... I understand seeing something in the player, but there's nothing that you saw from Yak. He's gone to Turkey. He's playing for one of the worst clubs in the first division in Turkey. And I'm Turkish myself, and I can admit that the Turkish league ain't great. Even the best clubs ain't that great. And he's only started five games for uh, Rizzo Sport since he's been there. So he's clearly just nowhere near Premier League level, more like League One level. And it just makes you wonder... Where what did you see in him? Like whoever got this player, what did you see in him? And that's worrying going into this transfer window. How was he doing before we signed him? Where where did we get him from? I can't remember now. Um, Poland, I think. Yeah, so so he played for Poland, didn't he? Yeah, but he played for. Um, he was. I was talking to someone today about that. I think he played for Poland um, because like other players weren't playing or something like that. But and it doesn't he's really. Massive. Uh, I don't, it doesn't matter if someone's massive it doesn't make them a football player it matters about talent on the pitch yeah yeah I suppose but so. that, that's the most worrying one Yak yeah. because he's totally nowhere near like Premier League level and yeah. of course Solov's gone out to Ghent and scored yeah I saw that <laughs> quite a good goal as well wasn't it it was it For was, was well yeah. taken so what's what's different about the way Palace play to how Ghent play that he can actually get into the correct position to score Hmm. But then it was a cross into the box, and the, 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 <laughs> you're playing the, wingers up front. The, well, yeah. no, because the the Townsend goal, Zaha yeah. was actually in the wing position, and he he wasn't messing about with the stepovers. There's been some brilliant stuff from Aston Villa fans on, uh, the, about Balassi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen but the, the 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 video going around saying Aston Villa get a good chance. Yannick Balassi to cross and there's a video of a guy just dancing for 30 seconds. Yeah, I've also seen the... <laughs> it's uh, very, very funny indeed. <laughs> his, his route back to Everton, there's a straight line road, but he's just going, <laughs> weaving in and out where the straight line road is and, and not going there. But I think Balassi's one of those players who only does well at one club. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about Yannick yeah, Blassi later on because obviously he, that, that lone spell at Aston Villa has been cut short. He's gone back to Everton on 70 grand a week but surely is available to move out back again. Will that be a Premier League club or maybe into the Championship? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Crystal Palace fans, once again, please do get in touch at Love Sport Radio. Watch us on the Back of the Nest Facebook Live or give us a ring 0208 70 
For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. AsSpokesmanSaid.com is a leading price comparison website that allows you to compare every energy tariff on the market in seconds. We have more deals than any other comparison website offering energy prices, and our impartial, independent switching service is free of charge. Nearly 50% of UK households have switched bills, and there are hundreds to be saved. Visit AsSpokesmanSaid.com and make sure you have the best energy deal in place before winter arrives. As recommended in The Guardian, The Times and The Sun, AsSpokesmanSaid.com. Love sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply doesn't work. For quick reply, affects your concentration and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Think. Put your phone away. Love Sport. Welcome back. It is the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. So, look, let's talk about some more positives from this game. The first goal, absolutely superb, the way MacArthur uh, kept the ball. Tompkins then taking it out. MacArthur then back and spraying it out wide. It was one of the best goals, as you guys said, that I've seen, certainly from a Palace team in, in a long, long time. But other than that, any individual performances that you thought you, you had a good game today? Wan-Bissaka, yeah. I thought was excellent, particularly at the beginning. Um, in fact, the, the Liverpool wingers swapped sides because whoever was there first couldn't deal with him, so Salah went over there, didn't he, for a bit. Mm. Um, he was winning lots of tackles. Um, 
Yeah, I think he had them in his pocket again. And why? I, I really think he'll be playing for England in the World Cup. I was going to say, Kieran Trippier has been getting slated by Spurs fans this season. And looking at that as right-back options, I mean, what probably... I think Kyle Walker maybe coming to the, the, the latter stages of his career. He's been in and out of that Man City side. What Trent Alexander-Arnold and Juan Basaka could be the, the future England duo. Do you, can you see that happening? Yeah, I definitely can. Um, the thing about Juan Basaka is that I think he gave away the ball a bit like a few times in the first half but he's so good that he can go and get the ball back like it's nothing yeah. so that's what makes him different to other players so definitely um, Kieran Trippier as you said he hasn't been playing that good for Tottenham um, surely not even a star him being selected is probably on the cards um, sooner rather than later because he's just been playing yeah. so good and it would be ridiculous not to select him Do you think he's technically at that level particularly in terms of um, playing at the top level whether it's for say for instance if he did leave to, you know, for, for huge money or if he is in that England side what's maybe demanded or expected of him would be maybe slightly different to, to Crystal Palace do you think he could adjust and make those steps up yeah I think the players he has faced so far and you know the players he has put in his pocket if I'm not maybe talking about defensively DR because I think actually he's he, he's very 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 good mm. maybe defensively out those defenders I, I mentioned there for the right back slot maybe one of the stronger ones but I'm talking about the right wing back role where you know you look at the way Liverpool play Man oh, City yeah. play the England play you know and the, 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 then what Kieran Trippier was doing for England can you see Wan-Bissaka being able to be an upgrade on that he was well before he was a defender he was a winger so he's got experience um, playing as a winger so going up the pitch um, he's not he's not a great player going up the pitch to be honest but He's, he's, a good, no, he's not great he's good his crosses his crosses no no his crosses his crosses let him down that's the only downside about him but him going past players he can do that so I yeah. think he can play as a right wing back for England but it's just his cross like that, that's me being harsh it's just if he can improve on his crosses then he'll be a great player going forward but that one thing uh, I think makes him a very good player instead of great Nick do you disagree? I think <laughs> he's, a, he's a big danger going forward he didn't get us forward as much because Klopp had obviously realised that that him and Townsend going belting forward and mm. Bissaka going on the overlap, he's very good and he takes on players in much the way that Wilf did in his early days. Um, my only down, his only downfall is his distribution in mm. his own half. Yeah, and that, then, that's that's it. But you you know you know imagine playing for England and. Yeah. It's there's so it's so so much kind of heightened, you know the, you know the focus on you. You know if you give the ball away once, everyone's almost almost booing straight away. You, you do a rubbish cross, and suddenly you have one average game, and you're kind of out of it all, all over again. I do I do worry with Wambasaka that I I feel that you know if he's still maybe a little bit raw, but it's still I think brilliant. I think get him getting selected one or two times, getting a bit of experience, being around the lads won't harm, you know, won't harm him. Um, I don't, I don't think he should get selected and be a star straight away, but I think he should get selected and get used to the group and know what it's like playing for first team England, like, for the first team. So um, that's why I think Southgate needs to select him sooner rather than later to benefit in the long term. If you saw him and didn't know anything about him, do you think you'd know he'd only played a handful of games? Um, I'm not sure, and if I'm completely honest, I'm not <laughs> sure how important that is. I've, no, I, I, do, I don't think no, it's important how much football somebody's played. I think sometimes we get really excited over players because of their age, when actually it's kind of irrelevant, unless you're buying them for an X amount of money cause, as an investment. But ultimately, I don't really care how old you are or how many yeah. games you've played. 
yeah, which shows how much potential development there is. You know, he's, he's, he's learning, he's still learning. He's this good and he's still learning. Imagine what it's going to be like two, three years' time. i tell you who isn't um, still learning and is very experienced. Who? Julian Speroni. Oh. Let's talk about him. <laughs> nice link. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about him. Um, so obviously he's third choice. We've got an injury problem here with, with Geiter and, and Hennessy. Um, what did you make of his performance? Four goals conceded? <laughs> it's not one a, of them's definitely yeah, his fault. It's, yeah. It's not... Um, yeah, one of them was a shock like i didn't really expect it from jules but i'm not going to blame him because the difference between i know fans fans have been talking about jules and hennessy and they've been comparing them saying that if it was hennessy um people slate him and yes they will and i've been a massive hennessy fan this season Mm. i can admit that you can't compare hennessy to jules because jules is a club legend he jules was not pushing for first team football he's there because two players have been injured and he hasn't played for a very long time so he came in there i didn't do if to be honest, he didn't do a great job, but you still love him for that. He's still Palace legend, and he's not going to be there much longer. He's one of his probably last few games for Palace. He made some excellent saves early on. One where he got down to, to Salah. He, he read the game really well. The only thing he didn't read was where he kind of tipped the ball yeah. wrongly. If, he, if he'd have left that, I'm, I'm not sure what would have happened. And also, uh, I don't know, I've been looking at the first goal again. The first Liverpool goal where yeah. Salah uh, managed to just poke it in. Maybe if he came out, because uh, the ball was, uh, Salah was here. I think he's uh, caught in no man's land. Yeah, no yeah. Man, yeah. if he maybe came out and gave Salah something to think about, that would have been good as well. But I don't, it's just, he hasn't played, he hasn't played for a very long time and he's uh, how, 30. Yeah, 30, I think he's nearly 40 now. 40, yeah, 39. It? It's, it's all well and good, yeah, being a, a Palace legend. I'd never ever, you know, take that away yeah. from him. And it's all well and good being experienced and not pushing for a first team spot. But at the end of the day, you need results, right? And you're not actually that far away now from relegation places because mm-hmm. of the form that, that, it, that it's been at. Yeah. You've got two injuries to your goalkeepers. I know there are links of, of Perry to come in, but is, is there any kind of concern if these injuries drag on a bit longer than expected or somebody else doesn't come in that you've got Julian Speroni in goal for the rest of the season? I was really... What, what was noticeable was how confident the defence in front of him looked. One of the criticisms of Hennessy is that the defence don't look mm. or haven't looked that comfortable with him behind them. They seemed a bit more assured, don't you think they are, with Hennessy there, with yeah. um, Speroni there? Um, I don't know. I, honestly, there's always been them comments with... I think uh, with uh, Hennessy, where apparently when he plays, the defence doesn't look confident. Um, I don't really know. I, d- I, didn't, I just thought the defence was very solid um, throughout the game. I don't know if that's due to Jules, but we've, been, we've had very good defensive performances this year. It's been going forward. So I don't, I don't know if that's Jules um, making the defence look so good or whether that's the defence just turning up. Well, Palace fans, what did you make of Speroni's performance? Would you be nervous if he ends up playing the rest of the season in goal? I know a certain person who would be Aaron Paul because he's got a bet with Hambo um, about <laughs> playing 10 games this season. I think it'll cost um, Hambo quite a lot of money if Speroni manages to play 10 games. Um, so I'm sure he, for one, is hoping you sign a keeper very soon. But 0208 70 20 558, guys, uh, that's the number if you think uh, you want to say something about Julian Speroni this evening. We're on till 9 p.m. But up next on the Crystal Palace Fan Show, we're going to be speaking to Ruben Pinder. He's a writer for joe.co.uk and also a huge Palace fan. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. The most intriguing tie, uh, for me anyway, irrespective of of the big guns is Millen full wall he's Millwall full yeah 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 because when you see when you see 
I tell you, it was complete. Was that a spoonerism or not? It's quite good, that. I like that. You made your own Full team. Up. Can you imagine that? Made Full Wall of com- yeah. com- <laughs> Combine the teams. Half <laughs> yes. of them will be hard as nails, the other yeah. one will be posh boys. Exactly. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3 pm on Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. We're better than Sperling. Listen to our comedy countdown at kickoff every Saturday from midday to 2 30. It's bonkers. It's crazy. That's nah, mental. It's all about geezers. Nah, it's all about football. We've got Posh Boy, our sidekick. He does all the stats for the team news. Oh, he won't like sidekick. Moddy? No. Oh, he's a geezer. No, he's very posh. Oh, we're geezers. Listen to Bell and Sperling's comedy countdown at kickoff every Saturday, midday at 2 30 on Love Sport. Love Sport 558 AM. Welcome back, Crystal Palace fan show here on Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson joined by DR and Nick from the back of the Nest podcast till nine. Uh, delighted to say we've got Ruben Pinder from Joe.co.uk, huge Palace fan as well on the phone. Ruben, good evening. Good evening, chaps. How's it going? Yeah, we're, we're all good. We're all good. I mean, me and Nick are having a few disagreements, but um, it's nothing new. It's just, just what we do. We're hoping by the end of the season we may agree on something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all friendly. It's all friendly. So look, we were just having a debate actually, Ruben, about uh, Julian Spironi. Um, of course, a Palace legend, but do you have any concerns if he continues to, ha- to have to play in goal for Palace this season? Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody uh, would really want that, um, all things considered. You know, there's there's no denying his legendary status at the club, um, and he won't be getting uh, too much stick for the mistakes that he made against Liverpool. Um, obviously, one bit quite a lot more serious than the other one, but... Um, yeah, we do need a goalkeeper. Um, reports suggest that Lucas Perry is coming in from Sao Paulo uh, for quite uh, for about around three million, the twenty-one-year-old. So um, obviously, you know, I've never watched him play, but that's quite encouraging. Um, it's, it's obviously not ideal having Guiter and Hennessy out, but yeah, I don't think anybody really ideally wants to see Sproni playing goal for the rest of the season. Um, I've seen rumours that he's going to be starting against Spurs. I don't know how true they are. Who, well, who I mean, or, yeah. he probably has to. Oh, Perry, okay. Well, yeah, that'd be great. Um, it's kind of, uh, oh, well, I was going to say it's a baptism of fire, but given their attacking injuries at the moment, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Ease him in gently. Yeah. Mm. But it is interesting, though, with, with Perry. I mean, he's coming from the Brazilian league. And we, we, had had, we have read some reports and people, you know, singing his praises, saying how talented he is. Um, but as you mentioned, Ruben, I don't think anybody, if, I think we'd all be lying if we said we'd, we'd seen him play uh, definitely more than once anyway. Um, is that a concern, though, that this goalkeeper has never played in, say, the Premier League? Because there's, there's absolutely no guarantees he's going to come in and, and kind of be ready for it. Because it, it's a huge step up, isn't it? Yeah, it is a step up. Obviously, the quality in the Brazilian league is quite varied, um, but by all accounts, he's he's very talented. And you know, of course, Guaita hadn't played in the Premier League before, but never really near the Spain squad, but has been very impressive when he's played for Palace. So um, I, I think we all have to reserve judgment until he plays a few games. To be honest, I'm going to jump back a little bit uh, to a debate again we were having earlier on. Um, Max Meyer. 
he came in in the summer to for quite a bit of fanfare to be honest i think lots of people saw it as a real coup for for crystal palace and hodgson to get him in but it's not quite happened for him has it this season no not quite um i think partly because he doesn't really fit into hodgson's preferred 4-4-2 i know he didn't play that against liverpool but it's the system he's gone with most games this season um you know, he's a central midfielder, but ideally he's one of three, not um, out wide or as one of two. You know, the, the role that MacArthur and Kiyate can play due to their, you know, more f- uh, physical nature than, than Maya. Um, he's just struggled to find a position in the team, really. And he people sort of thought maybe he was a Kabai replacement. I think they're slightly different players. Um Max Meyer did sort of reinvent himself as a deep-line playmaker at Schalke, but I think in this team he belongs further up the pitch. Um, so I would quite like to see us fit him into just a number 10 position with two central midfielders behind him. But I, I'm not quite sure why he hasn't uh, played as well as we'd hoped, but I think it is mo- mostly a tactical issue and not really down to him. Neil Neil Koska's got in touch with us, Ruben, through our Facebook. Um, and he's asked, would Mayer be as industrious as MacArthur? Jimmy Mack gets everywhere. Do you think Mayer would show the same passion and work rate? I like Mayer, by the way. I just think he's a bit of a luxury at the moment. Yeah, well, luxury player is, is kind of... That, that's kind of it, isn't it? I, I don't think he's got the engine that MacArthur's got, or even Piate, for that matter. Um, he's definitely talented. You know, he, he's shown glimpses of, of brilliance. But it's just finding the balance in the team. So I think ideally you'd want Milivojevic and MacArthur doing more of the defensive work with giving Meyer a bit more freedom to attack. Um, and then that would allow Zaha and Townsend to play as proper wingers, not as un- uh, you know unorthodox strikers. So I think you can play them together. It just means dropping Kuyate. Do you have any concerns then, Ruben, at all with th- this link between Roy and, and Dougie in terms of who is signing these players and, and who actually wants them? Because this isn't the first time, is it, that players come in and perhaps hasn't actually fitted the system or Roy is not particularly fancied? Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, I think like Alexander Saul of last January strikes me as a Hodgson signing due to his experience in the, um, in, in the Scandinavian leagues and stuff, but Dougie does seem to be controlling that side of things and Hodgson doesn't always seem to be able to find a place for them in the team. So there, there needs to be a lot more synergy in that um, in that department. Because, you know, the, you look at the players we signed last January, like Erdal Rakip, he never played a first-team game. Same with Yak, it's a Polish centre-back. Um, so, yeah, the, it's a bit concerning when we, you know, don't have that much money to spend and the money we do spend isn't being invested properly. But all that being said, I do think Maya definitely has a future at Palace and, and will come good. And just lastly, there's a there's like a seven-team league now at the bottom half of the Premier League, ba- pretty much from Palace down. With Southampton doing managerial change, Burnley seems to have finally turn things around and Sean Dyche, Newcastle, it, it's Rafa Benitez, you always kind of feel that they'll be okay. Cardiff, I mean, they've, they've acknowledged throughout the season they're going to be in a, a real battle. And then Fulham and Huddersfield down there is only three points away from Cardiff. Are you a little bit concerned about what's happening with these other clubs and maybe a lack of activity happening at yours? Yeah, it's always a bit of a concern when the clubs around us down there get a new manager bounce and suddenly look vastly improved. You know, like a few weeks ago, we were saying, oh, Southampton, terrible this season, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll be fine. 
then Hasenhutl comes in, suddenly they look really energized again and dangerous. Um, so it's a little bit concerning, but as you say, there are quite a lot of teams in that battle. Yeah. So just purely by the quantity of teams that are doing quite badly, we should be fine. Um, but you never know. I think Burnley, you know, they, they go on runs. Um, they had a really slow start to the season, and now they seem to have regained that energy that they were lacking. Um, and Sean Dyche is obviously very good defensively, um, tactically. But I'm not sure. I think it will probably be Cardiff that joins Fulham and Huddersfield in the bottom three. Yeah, Fulham. I was watching the Fulham Tottenham game, and I thought Fulham played very, very well and were really unlucky at the end. Um, yeah, they, they were the definitely. Goal. Uh, top man Ruben really appreciate that we'll, we'll just stop that conversation before producer Dom uh, as, as a Fulham fan gets irate straight in my ear oh, straight, in my, that. straight yeah. in my ear then do we have to <laughs> Ruben thanks mate really appreciate it cheers that was Ruben Pinder there from Joe.co.uk uh, obviously a huge Palace fan as well and guys just a, the same question to you really because a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago six weeks ago we were all kind of looking at the league thinking yeah we're fine there's, there's definitely three worse teams than us but there has been a lot of changes as there often is as the season goes on when people panic a little bit whether it's managerial or, or signing lots of players and I don't think Palace are kind of going to do either are they there's not going to be managerial change and you're not going to spend a lot of money so are you a little bit concerned now only three points away from the relegation zone I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a bit concerned um, due to the fact that Southampton um, below us they've turned the corner around. Hundred percent. Burnley 100%. they've had a good couple of results. It's three three wins from the last four. Yeah, unbeaten in four. Um, so it's really uh, Cardiff and Newcastle. Newcastle got a very good team, and I think um, it's just Cardiff and Fulham and Huddersfield. Really, you look at them three teams, mm. but Fulham can turn it around. They've they've got a good team on paper, and Ranieri they've got a good manager as well. I'm I not only saying it's just yeah. to please Dom. No, sorry, <laughs> yeah. he, he's in my eye line yeah. and not yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell by his the movement in his eyes. He disagreed. He's very clinch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm not that worried. Um, I think we still got a good squad, and it really, but it just depends on whether we can beat teams around us because that's what we really struggled with so far this season we beat mm. Man City but we couldn't beat Cardiff that's really the story of Palace so far this season so um, I think if we change the results around and beat teams around us and get point or two from top six teams which we have been playing good against then I think we'll be fine we're scoring goals from open play albeit away from home once um, Newcastle are Newcastle fans are spitting feathers because they've sold about £40 million worth of talent and they're moaning that the money seems to be going on buying HMV. (laughs) Um, But the next few games, we've got Southampton in our next league game. We've got Fulham at home over the next couple of weeks. They're they're I hate to use it in January, but they are six-pointers. And we can see a bit of space. But we're not... That gap isn't getting too big yet. No. between the bottom six and the next six up. If you get a good couple of results, if you win two games in a row, it changes. And then if you lose two, it, it's that tight at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, we just need to get a couple of results, go in a little run, and then I think from then on we'll be fine. Because there's teams around us that are above us, in fact, that are close to the relegation zone as well. Lose a couple of those six-pointers, though. Do we, do we press the panic button? Yeah. Are we able? Is there a panic button to press? Uh, no. Roy's not going to be sacked. I, I can say, unless we go, I've said this already, unless we go in a 
like five game losing streak six game losing streak in like February March he's not going to get sacked because he kept us up last season and I don't think Parish will sack him and bring in someone else because it, there's not that much time left and who who's out there to bring in so I don't I think if oh, he was geez. going to if, yeah if he was going to get sacked <laughs> he would have sacked in December yeah it would it would have happened in December now I don't see it happening at all so no no panic battle at all at Palace <laughs> there yeah. we are well, well the a lot of fans are moaning about though is this is is it our fifth or sixth season in the top in the top flight they're, they're getting a bit of Charlton syndrome when they were moaning about let's get rid of Kirbish lead yeah. we need to make the next step the forward next step, yeah we just seem to be in relegation battle after relegation battle and a lot of lot of fingers are pointing at the chairman about that yeah okay. but you can't I don't know uh, I don't think you can uh, blame it purely on the chairman because we've now got a um, sporting director that d- deals with um, recruitment so I think the, bl- uh, the, sh- the um, blame has to be shared between them two um, now but yeah uh, I don't see anything at Rafa Benitez apparently he might leave in the summer but would he join Palace when we're not really signing any players he might leave due to Newcastle not signing any players so I doubt that yeah I think that's a bit far-fetched the time is 7.45 this is Love Sport Radio and this is the Crystal Palace Fan Show your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Los Tabernas is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Los Tabernas donated over 4 million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more, to see how you can get involved, visit lowestabulars.org. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. If you fall asleep at the wheel, you'll put your life in danger and the lives of others as well. Before you feel tired, pull off the road into a services or other safe area, drink some strong coffee, and take a quick nap while the caffeine kicks in. If you're having a nap, you've left your lights on, sir. Alright, cheers. Think. Don't drive tired. This is Love Sport.
Welcome back. Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson joined by Nick and DR from the back of the nest. And guys, uh, before we go on and have a little chat maybe about Nick's favourite subject, VAR. Mm. <laughs> and, and Mo Salah and, and various other things because we're, we're fastly approaching halftime of this evening's show uh, there, there was something I saw flying around Twitter this week um, kind of initiative from the football club um, helping rough yeah. sleepers wasn't it just a quick word on that because I thought that was really nice yeah, my missus has threatened to chuck me out. Now she, now she knows I've got somewhere I can go. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really good thing to do. And what's impressed me about the club lately, especially with the Palace for Life Foundation as well, is mm. all the stuff they're doing for the community. I know you had Paul in last week, didn't you? He kind of yeah, we filled did, in yeah. for me, didn't he? Because I was dying. Sterling mate. But they do seem to be going for Community Club of the Year. Mm. They really do. Uh, lots of... Lots of initiatives uh, helping different charities as well. But the rough sleeper thing, yeah, it's really, really neat. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs that we have to... Of course. Anybody has to do this. But, yeah, it's a good gesture. I think other Premier League clubs need to follow Palace in a way. Um, everyone's got enough money. Um, it's just the fact that opening up your stadium yep. for a bit. Uh, there's no harm in doing that. Um, it's just... I, I Even walking here, like, you just saw people out... Yeah, rough speed on the streets. The weather out there is horrible, horrendous. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy going sleeping out there. So, yeah, you need to open. You know, I think other Premier League clubs need to look at Palace and follow them. Yeah, well, everyone always needs to be the first, don't they? And if Crystal Palace are that side, then hopefully many others will follow. And if you're listening, Mr. Parish, um, I know clubs like Liverpool and Everton working really hard together to provide food for food banks as well and that's really big on Merseyside if we could if we could branch out in that direction as well that'd be really good well said right let's talk about VAR um it it was interesting because we've had debates Nick particularly uh, I I think we do have differing views yeah well yeah (laughs) but I I feel that (laughs) feel that most people now are at the stage where they they accept and, and want VAR to be in in some capacity Obviously, it needs to be fine-tuned. But, Nick, you're still very much on the, the side of the fence where you don't want it to come in. But, as you mentioned in the break earlier, we had this incident with, with Mo Salah at the weekend where he dived, which was, was, was plain to see. Yep. Now, if they had the ability, maybe, to VAR and look at that, you know, if, if Liverpool said, look, we think this is a penalty, they'd gone to VAR, there's a very, very good chance that, well, he, sh- he would have got booked without a shadow of a doubt, which, as we saw with James Milner, two yellow cards. As soon as you're on a yellow card, the game is completely different. Yeah. And Mo Salah on a yellow card, being maybe perhaps nervous about getting another, it could have changed the whole outlook of the game just on that one decision. So on this occasion, VAR could have worked fantastically for, for Crystal Palace and could have actually benefit, benefited them. Only if they'd called for the penalty, but if, if somebody had seen it, maybe the ref could yellow card him retrospectively if, if he's had a word in his ear, if you know if I don't happen, had a word though, in it. his ear. Some, something needs to be done with diving, though. Uh, it's not in the cellar, just football in general, because I said this on a review pod, um, kids are looking up to these players, and in the future we're going to have a massive problem because it's seen as like a normal thing to do to yeah. dive I, like you know, kids nowadays they dive and they just laugh about it like it's going to ruin football in the long term and one thing that I was uh, that I was thinking about is including VAR but including the sin rule I think that they tried to do with low league clubs where you send off a player for 10 to 15 minutes okay sin bin yeah, yeah. sin bin yeah so 
include them too and you know send off uh, well it's not only Salah but if it was Salah uh, if we're talking about this weekend send off Salah for 10 to 15 minutes for that and maybe in the long term it w- what's, <laughs> Nick, what's wrong Nick's no, made a noise. no uh, I'm just, yeah. I just don't want to hear and Crystal Palace have got a power play at the moment like they do in ice hockey that would really do my head in yeah, but it's, not, it's, it's not American it's not American it's, it's going it, to be mentioned in low, uh, non-league football yeah but his point is is that you're moving away from the beautiful traditional game by yeah. bringing in these new things Tra- which I don't think Nick wants the traditional game's over once players start diving as bad as they are nowadays do you, you not can't accept that? I do I do. I think there should be some retrospective thing for Salah. I know it wouldn't help Palace out. But we've already seen, though, games. with, say, for instance, Umani Ass, when they brought in this at the start of the season, you know, they then watched it again. It was against Crystal Palace, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was like against Arsenal. And yeah. he got a two game ban, and everyone's like, actually, that as far as diving go, he probably obviously. You know, exaggerated the whole thing, but it wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near as bad as, as Mo Salah's. And, and suddenly you've got Nias gets a two-game ban. Mo Salah gets absolutely nothing. And this has happened on various occasions. So clearly, this retrospective action thing doesn't work, Nick. It's Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp runs onto the pitch into the <laughs> centre circle to celebrate with his players. Yep. Poor Wolves manager goes to the edge of the pitch, taps them congratulatory. <laughs> is that a made up word? In a congratulatory <laughs> that fashion. That's a, that's a real word. And um, gets the book thrown at him. Yeah, no, I know. And, and big club bias. That's, that's an interesting point. It's the big club bias agenda exists because people believe there is one. But if there was a camera, which everybody can watch over and over again, then. The, the, then there's then is another excuse that a manager can't have or a fan can have about a big club agenda because we're all looking at the same thing. However, I think it was Danny Baker said that in the beginning television was a guest at football matches. Yeah. Now it's almost as if the supporters are the guests and the television's the main thing. And I, I think he's got a point there. It's influencing it too much. But that's that's the way it's gone. Yeah, it, you, know, you, you have to you adapt to it. You back. Have, We've gone too far. You you to, no. Yeah, you have to adapt to it. You can't go back to the eighties where we were playing with like <laughs> yeah. what's some balls called like the brown or the eighties. Nineteen forty-seven. You're talking yeah. about not the eighties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them type of balls. We have to adapt. Wasn't to that. Born then. Yeah. Okay. I was somewhere the other day. Yeah. Uh, I was. I went to get some petrol. Elmer's End petrol station. <laughs> Tesco's, and they've got one of them pumped where you can program in how much fuel you want to put in yeah. so you don't have to look at it and go over just and be... Just do a little, little, little push to make sure you're not yeah. 20 and 1p. Yeah. And I happened to be talking to the lady behind the counter and said, oh, I remember when I was little <laughs> and you used to go, when my mum going into a petrol station, they used to have a pump attendant who used to fill up for you. And my mum said, oh, I'll have a pound's worth, please. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that was back in the olden days. And I said, I'm not coming here again. If, you, if you're going to talk about my youth as being the olden days, is, I don't know what I'm going to do. It is the olden days, though, Nick. No, I, I hate you. But, no, but, <laughs> but isn't it convenient? Now, now. But isn't it convenient for you? Just like the referee, VAR with the ref, re- referee, isn't it convenient for you just to like press our button and it's all re- automatically done, 20 pounds worth? Isn't that convenient? Doesn't it help you? Yeah, but I haven't got 25,000 people watching me do it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, VAR with referees, it's the same way. Referees need help. It's just, it's, it's not even a debate. And, and how far down it. the leagues do you go with it? Um, that's, that's, that's an interesting point. Start in the Premier League and then just work down. Work your way down. Well, obviously, but how far down? Do you go to, to I haven't, I, conference? I haven't, yeah, I don't know, actually. I, I personally don't know. That's for another day. That's mm. something to talk about another day. because James Milner's yeah. red card. Sent off by his old teacher. 
Yeah. I wonder if he went, sorry, sir. Yeah, I think secondary school teacher sent Was him it off. really? I yeah, did not John know Mark. that. Yeah, Jonathan Marcy. John yeah, I didn't know that well. coach. But yeah, there's a picture of them. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. a, that's a great little bit. Of, I'm keeping that. Thank you. Yeah. It's pound. Every day to school day. He yeah. got sent off, but that was due to Wilf playing out wide. I think throughout the game, Wilf yeah. was very effective and we haven't seen this Will for a very long time um, I think that's due to him play, being played up front he needs to stay out wide because yeah. you can see what he can do out like we saw against Liverpool he's he's a different type of player when he's out wide he creates chances he helps others come into the game so that's what you do you know Will's out wide against Joe Milner he gave him a handful all day all day long and he managed to get a red card but if Will was up front I doubt it would have caused that much trouble to James Milner, so that was I, positive. I think we can talk about how different Wilf was. Half, we're coming up to news quite soon, aren't we? I'm just looking You're at the clock. You're good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's only taken me 26 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, James Milner with that red card, two yellows, about a stone wall uh, as a red card. I think you're probably going to see um, all season James Milner maybe looking his age in, in that game, <laughs> certainly up against uh, Wilfred Zahara. But Nick, as you mentioned, we can do that in the next hour because it's half time. 558 AM Love Sport If you've ever had to get out of your car at the side of a motorway you'll know how scary it is Just imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway So please drive carefully through roadworks observe all signs and speed limits stay in the correct lane and keep a safe distance from the car in front our road workers are making the roads safe for all of us. So please keep the roads safe for them. There it is on your van dashboard. Pride of place. Your copy of the all-new Toolstation catalogue. It's out now with over 300 new products from top brands like DeWalt, Stanley, Myra and Nest. And even more great deals on all your trade quality tools and supplies. So when it comes to saving your time and money, the new Toolstation catalogue really is. Grab a free copy at your nearest tool station today. Join the best thing in betting since betting. BetConnect is the world's only social betting network that gives you access to the bets of professional gamblers whose expertise has seen them restricted by traditional bookmakers. BetConnect sends you personalised bets or bet requests direct from these pros for you to match. If you believe in the power of the pro, follow their bet with your own money. Your best bets are on BetConnect. Follow the professional money at betconnect.com today. You must be 18 years or over. T's and C's apply. When the fun stops, stop. Visit begamblerware.com. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Always take your doctor's advice. Search NHS Antibiotics. Right, so we are at half-time in this evening's Crystal Palace Fan Show. We are on till 9pm, so keep the tweets, keep the calls coming in. 02087-2558 is the number that you need to call. We will be talking about January very, very shortly. Ins and outs. There's been plenty of outs, hasn't there, so far for Crystal Palace. Not much in the way of signings. Hopefully, there'll be some soon. Also, there's some games across the country today in the Checker Trade, in League 1 and League 2. Wimbledon are playing... 
they're looking for the perfect hat-trick against Fleetwood. It's currently nil-nil in that one. So yeah, stay with us. But up next, here on Love Sport, is your news. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio, this is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8, search teams say they've recovered objects following the disappearance of a small plane carrying new Cardiff City player Emiliano Sala. He was meant to be joining his teammates today, but police say the chances of finding him alive are slim. Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola says the situation is upsetting. So sad, so, so it's a terrible news, so, but we, we wait, we wait to confirm. Around 3,000 jobs are at risk after Patisserie Valerie collapsed into administration. 121 of the cake chain's 200 stores will continue to trade, but 70 cafes and concessions are expected to close in the next few days. It's emerged one of the two people who died after getting an infection at a hospital in Glasgow linked with pigeon droppings was a child. A post-mortem examination on the youngster has confirmed the cryptococcus bacteria was a contributory factor in their death. An elderly person also died but health officials say it was from an unrelated matter. Border force officials are warning there could be disruption to flights, long queues for the Eurostar and compromised border security if there's a no-deal Brexit. An internal memo seen by Sky News shows staff won't be able to distinguish between EU residents and new EU arrivals. Labour's Yvette Cooper, who chairs the Home Affairs Select Committee, says it's worrying. If the border force are going to have to rely on much weaker information systems to tell us about suspected criminals crossing the border, that is a real concern for security and policing in this country. The government says it doesn't comment on leaked documents. The family of a woman who died in a speedboat crash say they've been assured efforts are ongoing to bring her fugitive killer to justice. Charlotte Brown was thrown into the River Thames during her first date with Jack Shepard in 2015. Anton Deck could pick up an 18th consecutive Best Presenter gong at tonight's National Television Awards in London. But the duo are unable to attend the ceremony due to filming commitments. That's the latest. I'm Will Rowe. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Welcome back, Crystal Palace fan show, Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson joined by DR and Nick from Back of the Nest. I, I promised we'd do some listener questions before our news. Forgot to do it because we got into a debate about VAR. Um, we're it's not my fault. Yeah, let's blame Nick. Um, it should be my fault, but we'll blame Nick because he's accepted responsibility. Um, DR, let's go to some listener questions. What have we got for us? Yeah, mate? The, the first one is from Andy. Um, he asks, should Julian Sproni be made to drink Dr Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so for, for regular listeners of the show or of the podcast, they'll know that DR is not quite allergic to, to Dr Pepper, but for some strange reason has decided he doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, you've made such a big thing of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that it's become this thing. That's very harsh, though. Imagine. Oh, no, I don't know. I think, like most normal people, DR, Julian Sperry probably likes Dr. Pepper. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't. Jules definitely doesn't like Dr. Pepper. That's why he's a legend. That's why not <laughs> everyone's a legend. There's a, DR, you would be, you know, more. You, you should take a leaf out of Julian Speroni's book. If you want to be a legend, like Julian Speroni, drink Dr. Pepper. Yeah, next time we actually speak Other soft to drinks him, we need are to, available. Yeah, we need to ask him. <laughs> we need to actually ask him what's going on with like, his favourite drinks. But nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, not Jules. He's when, not drinking Dr. Pepper. When I saw you on the video of that, because I know that Chris put a video Rubbish up. acting, wasn't it? It was, but I was ill. I was ill. You're always no, ill. No, no, but I'm not ill today. That's the thing. I'm not ill today. See, if you were ill in the 80s, it would meant you were really cool. <laughs> if I was ill in the 80s, I would have had Lucas head, isn't it? I think That's if you were ill in the 80s, I would have put him down or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the can't be bothered. But your face when you drank that was like when my son was free and he said, can I try some of that wine drink daddy what and i let him have a little i let him have a little tiny sip look back when i was little when i was a toddler you didn't go you didn't go to sleep (laughs) your parents would give you a thimble of brandy (laughs) and nick turned out all right yeah look at me (laughs) well you don't have to back to the question yes please Warren Sewell has asked is anyone else curious as to why roy brought on wickham instead of ben teke and don't mistake me for a Benteke sympathiser. I think he's damaged goods and will forever be rubbish <laughs> in a Palace skirt, shirt. I was a bit shocked, actually. I thought with the ex-player syndrome, yeah. Benteke would be the one to come on. But actually, Wickham did really, really well laying the ball off for Max yeah. to get the goal that spoiled my prediction league score. <laughs> the club released a fantastic video on Benteke's recovery and the injury... And his recovery process was just, um, like, by watching you can tell how hard it was. So I don't think they're going to really rush Benteke. Um, so I wasn't really that um, shocked when Wickham did come on because mm. you'd rather go with um, um, Wickham, who is not injured and is more fit than Benteke. Oh, are we 100%, 100% convinced that it was simply a, a fitness decision? That's why Wickham I came th- on? I I think his fitness. Um, Brenton yeah. will get his time. He just came back from an injury and probably don't want to rush him. We'll bring him back slowly. Um, it was a nasty injury and I think that's purely it for now. What I will say, while uh, DR looks at Twitter for any questions because we've run out of Facebook ones there, and uh, I'll try and fill in air time, is um, Ayu played very well, I thought, again Saturday. Yeah. He was industrious. Um, and he looked a bit gutted to be coming off, but he he kept the Liverpool players quite busy. All right, he can't hold the ball up as well as Benteke or or Wickham can, but yeah. Uh, we got a question from Mark Drew. Um, he asked, um, "Are we going to sign any players? Only a week to go. All our link players seem to be going elsewhere. What's going on?" What well, is going on, dear? Yeah, what is going on? Well, we, we were going to talk about transfers just in a second. Um, yeah, it's been... It's, it's a bit weird because it's gone a bit quiet. I know Lucas Perry seems like he's coming in, um, subject to his uh, him getting his, um, I think, Italian national ID card. So, I think he's waiting on that. But it's gone a bit quiet. And uh, I don't... Uh, I'm a bit worried, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest. With, with a goalkeeper coming in, you know, maybe as a short-term fix, there's, there's clearly an issue that needs to... Something needs to happen there. But beyond that, you need more than just a goalkeeper, don't you? Exactly. With the amount yeah. of players you've let go as well, the, the squad is incredibly thin. Well, we've been linked with Solanke, he went to Bournemouth. Yeah. Batshuayi, that's gone out of water. Too expensive, yeah. it's got to be. Batshuayi, who else have we been linked with in terms of strikers? Um, Jermaine Defoe, very loosely. Yeah, uh, I think he admitted that as well. Um, 
that Palace had interest in him. So Jermaine Defoe, he went to Rangers. So there's been players that we've been linked with, but it's just it's, it seemed like um, now and after all them players have gone out to different clubs, we're not really linked with anyone. So we're quite light. What you need to do is look at each position and see is there a player that can go in. So all right, with Perry, we've got the three goalkeepers now. Juan Bissaka, you've got Ward who can fill in. You've got Kelly who can fill in for any for Tompkins. Yeah, Kelly. And we've got Dan who can fill in for any in the back four. Right back, Kelly can slot in there. Joel Ward. Joel Ward. Midfield, who have we got that could come in for the midfield? Max Meyer. Max there. Meyer. <laughs> Jairo Riedewald, another player that was yeah. um, was meant to go uh, to Sota Vigo, I think. Uh, there's also talks of Real Betis, so Spain. Um, but that apparently collapsed. So will Roy give him a chance? Uh, or... Would you just rock? Well, I listened to, to Roy's pre-match uh, press conference actually before before Liverpool, and quite quite strangely because usually managers are incredibly guarded when it comes to transfers. They don't want to talk about it. They say, "Oh, it's nothing to do with me." That that kind of you know manager jargon cliche. Yeah. But he was quite clear. Said, "Look, I need a couple of bodies in." Um, so it's something that that he wants. And if if the transfer window closes and you've not brought anyone in to to kind of at least pad out this squad to see you through. Roy will be annoyed, and as, and as you mentioned, Roy isn't the guy making these signings. So uh, again, you know, it's it's kind of an important week or so, isn't it, for Palace, particularly for Dougie Friedman, maybe. Yeah, but the signings that we do bring in, I don't want it to be like Yak type or Rakip. Um, clearly, I think Roy needs to have a say. And I don't know. He, I'm just assuming that he doesn't have a significant say in signings, but he needs to have a say in signings, and 100% needs to. Yeah, and. That's that's my only hope. If they, if he doesn't have any say and we did bring in someone, uh, just a panic buyer, then there'll be no need for that because we've already had so many players that haven't contributed at all and the way that we got as a panic buyer. So hopefully we've we're just keeping our business uh, a bit quiet so no one <laughs> hears and there's actually a couple of players lined up in the yeah. background. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, Rakip and Yap were actually. I think fans expected them to be players that we bought in that could slot straight into the first team, but we were discussing it on our on our um, socials earlier that maybe they were players to look for for the future. Yeah, yes, you could argue that, but Rakip, no, because Rakip, we got him on a six month uh, loan deal until the end of the season and joined in January, so mm. it's not like he's going to have a future with us. So that and the fact that he only play, he only played under twenty three games, it just shows that. One, he wasn't, he wasn't a Roy type of player, and two, he wasn't just good enough. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You, Roy needs to get involved. The other thing to think about is the new stadium or the new stand, whether they're holding back on spending money um, just to keep money back for that. I saw one thing that, um, and it's ridiculous, I can't remember who tweeted it out earlier, but it was we were deliberately not doing much in the transfer window in the hope that we'd go down so the stadium would be more empty so it'd be easier to redevelop it while matches are being played. We can file that under nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think um, transfers uh, and, and stadium link um, together no. because we've got owners and we got um um harrison i think but it's, oh, i forgot his other, i forgot other person's name but we got american owners for the investment on the stadium so i don't think they correlate i just think we spent so much on wages yeah. i know we've had this debate <laughs> yeah. we had so many Let's times on last but yeah but i think that plays a part as well would you personally be annoyed or um disappointed if a major sign didn't come in this window would you still be confident that you've got enough back 
a couple of months ago when Benteke and Wickham were Crocs. Hmm. Um, I would have been, but now they're back. It's not so. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's as much of a. a a need really for it if the providing they're not made of glass and, and can stay fairly fit well i said it uh, just a couple of minutes ago if we're going to bring in someone don't bring in someone just for the sake of it um i'll, I'll rather go for youth because i remember i was having a debate with palace fans on twitter when we were linked with nias I was, I was saying how there's no point of getting him because i don't think he's going to do a decent job for us so unless we can get a young talented player like uh, what's his name the Sunderland player Josh Madger Madger yeah, yeah Madger yeah. then that will be good uh, but wasn't he linked with Middlesbrough he's linked with basically he's, Sunderland have offered him around basically because he's not going to sign a new contract so they're trying to get some cash for him so he, and he yeah he's been offered to everyone but he's a good player so, so yeah potentially him I think that's the one that's most likely because there's no other players mm. and uh, there's been fans talking about Palassi yeah mm. we'll do what actually um, we'll, we'll, we'll dedicate some proper time to talk about <laughs> yeah. Yannick Balassi uh, we were saying going to talk about January transfers next we're just going to talk about Yannick Balassi and have we got any more questions by the way have only you... one from my son right we'll hold <laughs> it we'll, we'll, we'll have the question and we'll have Yannick Balassi next in the Crystal Palace fan show this is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. This man cave, whatever building shed, it sunk 18 foot into his garden in Gloucestershire and it apparently has in it a bowling alley, a cinema, squash courts, a casino and a 25 foot tall doll's house. 25 foot doll's house, sorry, that's just a bit odd. Well, that bro. is weird. Six, six, that's weird. Weird. Man, 25 yeah. foot doll's house. 25 foot, so what are we talking, eight, eight metres? Doll's house. That is, I mean, yeah. enormous. That's like almost yeah. a normal house. Yes. That is genuinely My a bit God. weird. So you've got a house within a house. It's like a, it's like a Russian doll of doll's house. Are you sure? <laughs> no bodies down there or anything like that nothing I'm on not tour. right maybe someone should be having a look Cinderford yes. in Gloucestershire police if you're listening especially go, go near check Gloucestershire but yeah near Foyster Dean so you never know it's the Brian Moore show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport Love Sport 558am In the one game involving our London side this evening, AFC Wimbledon against Fleetwood. And he said Portsmouth then. <laughs> Fleetwood um, in League One. Uh, Fleetwood have just taken the lead. Ched Evans with that goal, but still plenty of time for Wally Down's men to turn it around. They're going to need to start picking up some results so they can find themselves in League Two next season. Um, so let's talk about Yannick Balassi, guys. This is the Crystal Palace fan show. He's been on loan at Aston Villa for the first half of the season. I mean, he was playing for them. Perhaps though didn't justify the 70 grand a week um, they were paying for him and obviously there was a managerial change it was Steve Bruce that brought him in Dean Smith um, perhaps didn't fancy him as, uh, as much he's gone back to Everton it's fully expected he'll be heading out again either loan or permanent there has been the odd suggestion and, and link and rumour at least discussions happening on Twitter between Crystal Palace fans whether you'd want him back whether you'd think that could happen what are your thoughts on your former winger Yannick Balassi well, first of all, I've heard it said that 
they've got rid of Balassi because Much has been training with them and they love Much at Villa don't they apparently yeah. Jordan Much you're a big fan of him a good player no no <laughs> Jordan Much no I don't I'm speaking on behalf of every Palace fan yeah, no know, one's I'm a big fan I'm, I'm teasing <laughs> I, know, I know I know how you feel about Jordan Much um He's a great player to watch, Balassi. When we had Balassi and Zaha oh, playing brilliant. together, it was just, it didn't matter what the result was. It was worth the money. That Who were we playing against? Tottenham, was it? When he just did this most unbelievable trick. It was so unbelievable was the way he, he beat these players that FIFA actually introduced the Balassi uh, move. The Bal- yeah, it was Tottenham away. I was at that game, I yeah. remember. Yeah. But with Balassi... <laughs> You're saying, look, he's great at skills, but we're not playing FIFA Street. We're playing football at the end of the yeah. day. And um, Palacio still can't cross the ball, according to uh, par- um, according to Aston Villa fans. So, on that behalf, no. Because he hasn't... He's had this massive injury, yeah. which uh, which was unfortunate for him, but he hasn't improved over time. So, I wouldn't get Palacio back. He's good at doing skills. And what frustrated me when Palacio was at Palace was that other fans looked at Balassi's skills and they were like, oh, he's better than Zaha because he does that and he does mm. that. But his end product is not there. And right now we're struggling to score goals. So if I was, if you if were six and you wanted someone to do skills and come on, then yeah, that would be fantastic. But yeah. we need someone who could deliver and I don't think he can. It's interesting though because when he signed for Everton, um, 30 million yeah Leicester were, <laughs> Leicester were linked with him as well it was the season that obviously we won the Premier League and we, we had cash yeah. to spend and, and I don't think it's any coincidence that Steve Walsh was the director of football at Everton who signed him and he'd come from Leicester so there was a real interest there from Leicester and I remember thinking I really like Balassi. I think he's a really, really good player. And I don't think anybody really raised their eyebrows too much about the fee spent, which suggests, because people will jump straight on a transfer fee and a player if they don't think he's worth it, if they think it's a lot of money. Nobody really did that with Balassi. I think he was, for the neutral, you know, Palace fans may have a different opinion, absolutely fine, for think that he was on the same level as Zaha that season. He fooled players, though. He, no, he fooled not players, he fooled fans. A neutral What, fans. just because of tricks? Yeah. Honestly, that's what, because every mate I spoke to that sports another club, they always talked about Palassi and they talked about his tricks. Mm. But if you actually watch Palassi throughout the season, yes, he was good at doing skills. But if you look at his crosses, I remember against Sunderland, there was one game against Sunderland. Um, it was at home and I think it was a Monday night game. And Palassi crossed the ball and he went out for a throwing. Mm. Like, but did you feel like this, DR, when he was playing for you? Or was this now since... Not, not, not bitterness, no, yeah. I'm not suggesting that, but it's different, isn't it, when a player leaves? Because you must have loved him when he was playing for Palace. I did until... Um, I remember Pardew uh, was at us and after the Stoke game he got an injury and then since then it seemed like he wanted to leave and his attitude on the pitch wasn't that great. Like you mm. can see that he didn't really play for the club in a way. Um, that's what I felt anyways. And the way that he left the club, um, basically... He would be the first player to fall out with Alan Pardew, dear. Yeah. And not want to play for him. Yeah, but <laughs> I think the money, I think the money talked like with the likes of um, Everton and other clubs, I, like, I think the money was, he yeah. was caring more about the money, which... I'm not blaming him for that because if I was a footballer, yeah. you know, end of the day, I want where <laughs> I want to go every, where I'd move every six months. Yeah, sign on. I want to go wherever <laughs> pays um, me the most. Who's the bloke that wants to go to China? The West Ham bloke, on out of it. I mean, Dembele went to China. Dembele, yeah. yeah. So I don't blame him for that, but the way that he left the club and his attitude, I think that plays a part because I really looked into that and throughout, like, the second half of the season, he wasn't really up for it. Mm. So Nick, do you think he's more than a FIFA player, a FIFA street player? <laughs> I think he was hyped because. A, a lot of the opposition fans, all they saw were the highlight reels yeah. on yeah. popular yeah. Saturday yeah. morning shows yeah. and and such like. And 
he was really entertaining to watch. But yeah, is it, no, if, you, if you've not got the end product, and, and it's something we've been saying about Zaha recently, which yeah. is why I was so pleased that he crossed so early <laughs> on Saturday. Um, James Howard says no for Balassi. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with James, and we also got another question regarding oh. transfers. Yeah, uh, go on. By Neil, he says, "Get it in." Any substance to the Janssen from Spurs rumor? So, okay, yeah, Vincent Janssen. Um, Spurs don't want him. Plain and simple, they want to sell him though. Twelve million quid is apparently the asking price for him. Scored a lot of goals in the Dutch league, as often yeah, some players do, league, and they yeah. then struggle to replicate it. But he has played for Holland and scored a number of goals for them. Very different doing it at international level. Is Vincent Janssen a player you'd be interested in seeing coming to Selhurst Park? Is he better than Wickham or Benteke? I don't think we know because Spurs never really gave him a chance. I don't honestly. I don't think we know. I think he. I think for someone, he's worth a go. The last Janssen we had was one of the best players I've ever seen at Palace, Matt Janssen, whose oh. career was cut short yeah. horrifically by injury. He, he was. He was top man, the- Matt Janssen, as well. One of the brightest prospects I've seen. Um, maybe I don't know whether we'd buy, whether we'd loan till the end of the season with an option to buy, depending on how good he was. Because mm. it's it's somebody else mentioned on one of our social medias. Sorry, I can't scroll back and find it, but we seem to sign players on too long a contract, which um, kind of ties them in with us. Yeah, and if you're not 100 percent sold on them before yeah. offering them 80 grand a week, I mean yeah. I don't know what he's on. I'm just uh, picking yeah. a figure out. But before you hand out these big contracts, maybe maybe have them on loan first. Well, I, I said that I wouldn't. Ra- I would rather go for younger players. And now if I say hey, I want Janssen, then I'll just be fooled because it's not. He's not quite young, is he? But he's not. He's, 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 he's less than t- under 25, isn't he? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I think 26. Wikipedia this right now. Carry on filling. Yeah, this think, is uh, Dr. Though, who earlier <laughs> sent us a message on WhatsApp to tell us WhatsApp was working. He's 24. That's not me. <laughs> 24. That was not me. That was our producer. That was Mikey. Was it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> yeah, Vincent, Vincent Janssen is 24. Right. He's six foot. He's you know, he's good build. He scored. What was it for AZ Alkmaar? 27 goals in 34 games. Uh, Fenerbahce when he was on loan last season, four goals in 16. And for Holland, he's got seven in seven. It's a fairly good record for a 24-year-old. Um, last resort, I, I guess. If we can't buy anyone, uh, anyone else, that bad. he's not that far. Tottenham's not that far, so yeah. we could go and get him. No, I think yeah. it's been an interesting one actually. I'd, I'd like to Tottenham's got injuries go. now. I know we're going to talk about Tottenham. They don't want him. I, I, I've but they're going to have Potts no one. Potts won't play him. He they, won't. They're not going. They're not going to have anyone else. Surely no. you might give him a chance. At least. He <laughs> like, put Gazaniga up front before the, Vincent Janssen. Do we know that, why? Exactly. If he's that bad, if he's that bad, then why would we want him? Um, don't know. Um, <laughs> I like your honesty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. Dear, I asked the questions, mate. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> put me on the spot. I don't have the answers. He uh, listens to Love Sport Radio. It's Chris Pan's Fan Show. Come for the sport. Stay for the chat. Love Sport Radio. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. There are many things a mother can pass on to her baby. Her smile, her eye colour and her immunity to whooping cough. 
Whooping cough is a very dangerous illness for young babies, and at the moment it's spreading fast. A simple vaccination during your pregnancy can help to protect your baby in their first weeks. Please speak to your GP, nurse, or healthcare professional and pass on your immunity. Can you believe over 50% of UK households have yet to visit a price comparison website and save on their bills? Are you one of those people? Because you must be crazy. Literally, you can save hundreds of pounds in just a matter of minutes. Visit aspokesmansaid.com now and see how much money you can save. That's visit aspokesmansaid.com now. Aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. Please drive carefully through roadworks. 558 AM. Love sport. What's the score with BetConnect? Follow the professional money with BetConnect. To celebrate Love Sport's new partnership with BetConnect, we're giving you the chance to win £100 in cash. BetConnect is the brand new social betting network that connects you with the pros. To be with a chance of winning 100 quid, all you have to do is correctly predict the results of three games this FA Cup weekend. Win, lose or draw, you decide and you could be in the money. Just follow at Love Sport Radio on Twitter and tweet your predictions for Arsenal, Manchester United, AFC Wimbledon against West Ham and Crystal Palace against Tottenham Hotspur. You need to enter by 7 p.m. on Friday. TNCs, of course, apply. Entry is free. You must be over 18. Enter on Twitter at Love Sport Radio. What's the score with BetConnect? Your best bets are on BetConnect. You must be 18 years or over. T's and C's apply. When the fun stops, stop. Visit BeGambleAware.com. Right, I'd like to say we've got Jamie Brown from Daily Hotspur on the phone now. It is Spurs uh, against Crystal Palace in the FA Cup next for you guys. Uh, but just quickly, Jamie, um, Vincent Janssen, we've just been talking about him in the studio. Um, linked kind of semi there's been little whispers maybe on Twitter yeah. um, do you reckon he could do a job for Palace? Do you know what I, I agree with you Jake with what you were saying about uh, I, I, you know, I don't think that he's wanted at Spurs um, I think that that's just the case look when, when he arrived he was a huge talent um, you know he was top scorer in the Eredivisie uh, I think you have to be careful because it can be very hit and miss that division you mm. know there's been some brilliant exports um, but there's also been some very <laughs> poor ones so um you have to be careful, um, but as you said, you know he's still he's still fairly young. Uh, he's not wanted at Spurs, but there, there's every chance that he could go to um, another club like Palace um, and maybe maybe try and revitalise his career. For me, um, I, I just can't see him doing it. I think that when when your confidence is gone, and I think that that's what it is. I think it's it's to do with confidence. You know, you look at a very big example would be Fernando Torres. We use this as confidence, this example. Um, when confidence is gone, it's gone. And um, with Vincent Janssen, I kind of look at the player and I think that the big issue with him is confidence. And um, yeah. whether whether they're able to get that back, I don't know. But um, for me, I think it's a big big risk going for Janssen. I think that um, a loan deal won't be possible. I know that we're kind of looking to... Um, Sell him on a permanent basis. Uh, we're looking for around um, twelve to fifteen million pounds for him. So, um, 
Yeah, it certainly would be a risk, Vincent Janssen, I think. Mm. And speaking of confidence, Jamie, going into this game <laughs> against Palace in the FA Cup, how do you feel mm. about it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, obviously, it's, you know, for the Spurs, it's kind of difficult because obviously we've got a game in between that. So, um, you know, we've got another game to look forward to in between that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be certainly a, a very... Uh, a big week for Spurs because you know at the end of the day our season could could end here by the end of this week because we'll be out the cup both cups but um, I'm, I'm confident for the Carabao Cup I still think that um, uh, we, we'll be strong enough for that uh, especially given Chelsea's recent form but but looking ahead to the Palace game um, it, it'll be very interesting because we are really you know we are now down to the bare bones um, I'm sure we'll be seeing the likes of um, uh, Nkudu again um, we'll be seeing a number of fringe favourites. I'm sure we'll see uh, Fernando Lorente again. Um, and, and after his performance against Fulham, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm slightly concerned about that. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll be kind of a blend of um, regulars. I think because we're kind of forced into that. I think we'll see Ericsson, Lamella, um, but then we'll also see players um, such as Oliver Skip, uh, Carl Walker Peters. Um, and 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 Kudu, so younger players coming in. Mm, no, I'd say usually if I'm if I'm speaking to somebody from a Premier League club going into a cup game, I'll ask you know what kind of mm. team are we expecting? Is it going to make yeah. some changes? But it really is, isn't it? With, with Spurs at the moment down to yeah. the bare bones, you, it, it kind of almost picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's exactly. I mean, we we are very limited um, as Spurs fans. You know, we, we are desperate now to win a trophy. Um, the thing is, the you should try being Palace, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, well, I mean, we even won from for a very long time. So, anyway, um, I'm sure, look, I think that Pochettino, in the past, he, he never takes these uh, competitions too seriously in the early stages. So, as I said, it, will, it was always going to be a, a very rotated team anyway. But, um, Mm. You know, we're going to really be seeing kind of a, a blend of um, of uh, our experienced players as we're forced into. Um, and as I said, we'll probably be seeing the likes of uh, Oliver Skip and some and some young players. And I think that um, you know that they're, they're they're certainly good enough. I think that um, they're certainly I'd I'd be confident in playing a team like that still. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've got uh, still got a very good chance of. Um, get into the next round yeah look I'm not trying to sell off your, your best player um, chaps but Wilf Zaha has been linked previously with Spurs um, is he a mm. player personally you, you'd like your club to shelve some serious cash on because obviously that is what it would take to take him away from Palace yeah no uh, for me no um, why I think I think I just don't I, look you look at our options I think that we're, we're very well stocked there I think you, you know you are We've got the five um, that can play behind Kane of Lucas Moura, Eric Lamella, Chingmin Song, Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen. So I've always said, you know, Martial was linked in the summer and I was saying, look, I think that this is the one area where we are overly stocked. And we've got to be realistic. We, we can't go and spend huge amounts of money. Um, we've got to prioritise other areas. You know, we, we need central mid- another new central midfielders, full-backs, um, so for Spurs, it's really prioritising, and, and you know, if, if we were to spend that sort of money, um, but with Daniel Levy uh, in charge, I don't think we'd be spending it anyway. But if we were to, um, it has to be on other areas. Uh, the, the thing I would say with Zaha is that um, obviously, you know, he went to Manchester United. I think a big factor in that is, um, you know, he just seems so much more settled in London. Um, so maybe an option, you know, for, for Spurs, but. Um, 
for me, I, I, no, Zaha, I wouldn't personally take him at Spurs. The first, first club I know that said they wouldn't take him, really. It's, un, it's, it's unusual. Um, were you surprised by... I know the producer's going to like this question. Were you surprised by Fulham the other day? Because I thought you were quite sort of ineffective mm. against them. Mm. And I think Palace would kind of play in a similar vein. Yep, yeah. I, I, see, the, the problem is, is I think that we, we played a five-at-the-back formation. Um, we, we've kind of not really ever been too confident in playing that. Um, and of course, you know, we were missing Harry Kane. Um, and I think that he just gave us such a, you know, such a big miss having Harry Kane psychologically for the rest of the team. Um, we always seem to start slowly when, because obviously we've, you know, we've been without Kane previously and um, we started slowly. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised by Fulham. I, I think they were very impressive and I, I can I, I agree. I think Palace will come out and have the same attitude. They'll come out and attack us. Um, I, I look at our defence and I think it will still be a strong one. I think we'll see um, someone like Toby Alderweireld um, alongside Juan Foyt. Obviously, Palace fans know all about Juan Foyt. Um, and I'm sure we'll see Danny Rose again. Um, Paolo Gazzaniga in, in, in goal. So I think that, um, you know, you will come out and attack us, but I think we've got enough there to, to, to stop Palace. Jamie, pleasure speaking to you as always, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. That's Jamie Brown from Daily Hotspur. Um, in our January transfer window chat, we didn't talk about Sully Kai Kai, so don't know what uh, we'll do that next. So we're only on till 9pm, so uh, once again, Palace fans, just a little heads up at Love Sport Radio as a Twitter handle if you want to get in touch. What did you think of the move for Sully Kai Kai? Was it the right time for him to go? Disappointed he never got more of a chance at the club. Get in touch. 0208 70 558 is the number you need to ring. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. It's something I've always wanted to do. Everest has always been on my bucket list, but to incorporate it all in one is just a dream come true, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Have you ever seen the film, Everest? Because things can go <laughs> wrong, mate. I just yeah, thought I'd tell you that. <laughs> what are you saying that for? Well, I just, Bro, you sound like my wife. <laughs> oh, my. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. The cat's out of the bag, and PC's gone mad. Patrick Christie's has been from the streets of Syria to the galleries of the government, and now he's gracing the airwaves, giving meaning to the term face for radio. Patrick Christie's, bringing his unique take on all the latest in sports and current affairs to your lunchtime. PC Gone Mad. Weekdays from midday on Love Sport. Love Sport. Yes, yeah, so I asked you to call in, and that's exactly uh, what James has done. James, good evening. You're on the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Uh, what is it you want to ask the guys in the studio, or what point do you want to make? Yeah, good evening, chaps. Um, I've been a season ticket holder for many, many, many years. I've been in the Vice President's Club. Uh, I know the club quite well. Um, my point is, um, you know, this transfer uh, window and 
and the last transfer window over the summer, we really haven't really spent any money. And, and I made the comment earlier, and I know you guys have touched on it, that we haven't really, or we are um, tying in players for uh, long contracts on high wages. Um, and we've had, obviously, quite a few managerial uh, changes. And so what happens is the... Uh, these players uh, or the new managers come in and these players on expensive uh, wages um, are like a white elephant in the club. You know, the new manager doesn't really see why we pay so much money for them and we're just left with without any money to spend. I'm also um, concerned that... Um, you know, uh, where whose idea was it to bring in and pay Saul off the money that we paid for Saul off? I mean, quite frankly, you know, he's he's had a few, he's had a chance, and and he, I think the majority of fans have suggested he's just not up to it, uh, not Premiership experience. Has somebody? I, I don't see any any. What 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 concerns me is I don't see anybody from the club telling us what's going wrong and what mistakes they've made. And I think unless you own up and say what mistakes has happened and and what they've done to correct things, I can't see how we're going to go forward. So we need to understand what's happened with the money side of things, where the money's been spent and the errors that have been made. We need to know why a player from you know, Northern Europe was brought in for what, nine, ten million, um, and whose idea it was. Yeah, and who, I mean, who was it? I mean, who was the scout that recommended him to us? Is he still at the club? I want to know. I want somebody like Parrish to come on here and say, do you know what? We made a mistake. This is the scout. He recommended this to us. He's now left the club. We're not using him anymore. And we move on. We don't get any information like that at all. And so what happens is you've got all all the chat rooms, all the palace chat rooms, all us all talking about it, and no one actually knows what's going on. Yeah. And it's just getting very, very frustrating. And all I'm seeing every day now is that this player's going there, this player's going out on loan there, such and such is interested in this player. And all I hear as rumour again is that we've got no money. And it, I'm just getting fed up with it. It's, yeah, um... Parish is a uh, big chairman for well 2010 yeah, yeah. <laughs> working that one out nine years this year um he, he still seems to show a bit of naivety doesn't he and the remember when they first came in and uh crystal palace 2010 were on lots of the palace uh chat rooms and and message boards and it, it was brilliant because we felt that there was a connection and that seems to be disappearing a bit doesn't it also, how much does Dougie Friedman have a say in transfers? Because he, he was the one that's appointed as a <clears throat> sporting director. Uh, we don't exactly know what his role is, but assuming based on other sporting directors, he's, he's involved with transfers. So um, that's, I think, two massive um, people um, that's involved with transfers that need to actually like, you know, do a better job. But James, you're obviously asking for some kind of accountability. But let's be completely honest, you know, rubbish transfers happen all the time at every football club and nobody ever comes out and says, look, this was my mistake. Or very rarely does a sporting director have a couple of bad windows and then he gets sacked. So is it perhaps unrealistic to, to want that? Yeah, I mean, I understand that people don't want to admit to any faults or errors um, that maybe they've they've been involved in but I think to be honest with you Steve Parrish 
has come out in the past and he's come out and said, you know what, we made a mistake with Glenn Murray. Um, and the fans, you know, respected him for saying that. And we all know that that was a big mistake. I mean, I yeah, people there. say, well, Glenn Murray, well, hold on, let me finish. Glenn <laughs> Murray wanted to go. People say Glenn Murray wanted to go. He wanted first team football, right? Now, the point is that he, he should have been in the first team at that point. Um, but he wasn't being played because if you remember that second half of the season, he his goals kept us up with Pardew. And for some reason, I don't know if he got injured or something, but he lost his place. So then he sort of kind of got back in, but he wasn't really being played. And I think, yeah, Glenn Murray wanted to probably, it's half and half, he wanted to go. And also the club thought, Do you know what, four million's good enough money. Um, let's let him go. But really, we should have been pushing and saying, do you know what, we need to play him and we also need him, we need to keep him and we should have kept him. But I think Paris did own up. I think he has said on media and in the fans' forums that that was a mistake um, allowing him to go for whatever reason. What, what you've got to remember at that time, and I, I kind of agree with you there, James, but um, Murray was coming back from quite a serious injury and I don't think he'd have got a run of games in his kind of rehabilitation, if that's the right word, to, and he needed to go down a division until he could get better again. Do you understand what I mean? So I don't think he would... I, mm, I do, um, but why couldn't he have gone out on loan? Because to be honest with you, I think yeah. Brighton signed him and then loaned him out, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, he went to Bournemouth. Um, and then, or was it Bournemouth? Sorry, yeah, yeah, Bournemouth. But he wasn't Bournemouth getting a game there, was he? Man. No, but but the thing is, is that somebody thought he's somebody. Obviously, you know, an error was made because obviously he was worth more than four million. Um, because I think you know, <laughs> this time last year, people would have had Glenn Murray in the team rather than Ben Teke. So um, I, I honestly think that we 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 that was a. But okay, the point of this, the point of what I'm saying is that that we made a, we feel we made a bit of a mistake there, and I think Steve Parrish did say, and he said on more than one occasion that he felt that was a mistake on behalf of the club. But moving things forward, what I'm saying is we're not getting that sort of feedback from uh, the club, whether it's Steve Parrish or whoever. And I don't like to criticise Steve Parrish because I really respect what he yeah. and the other directors did you know i was there when it all happened and you know they did a brilliant job in in rescuing the club um but you know things do have to move on and we do have to be accountable but i'm not hearing i just feel there's a lot of chit chat in all the forums and the fans websites about you know this and that and we're not getting the information from the club um and yes you could say that is it their right to disclose that information? I mean, it's a private company, it's not a I was, PLC. I was just about to make that point, James, and perhaps the fact that we were getting lots of information from them before um, the Americans came in, because I think it started going a bit quieter then, didn't it? So whether they're asking, yeah. whether they're asking Parish to actually stay, not that he does, because he's always on on different radio stations, but you know, kind of keep a bit of a distance from it. Yeah, and in. I noted your comment. Yeah, and I noted you said that he doesn't go on the uh, the forums as much as he did in the, uh, 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 initially, and and I do agree with you. He doesn't, but that might be because you do get some Egypt. absolute nutters, don't you? That <laughs> yeah. will just uh, <laughs> just just target people for whatever reason. So I don't blame him for avoiding them, but 
the point is is that I think we we you know it it was I think in the past he's he's come in and, and he's he's offered to do like a a live chat show on a radio station. Maybe it was with you guys when it was when it was Homesdale dot net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I was really looking forward to that, and I remember that. And then suddenly it all kind of at last minute it was like, oh no, we're not doing live questions. It's predetermined questions or prearranged questions. And I thought, oh, this is like PM's questions time mm-hmm. at the Parliament, you know. <laughs> um, so he didn't really want to be put on the spot, but I would love it be honest with you if you could get him to come on your radio station and just say look steve we just want you to come on and we want you to answer some questions raw questions so the fans can see your point of view and i think that would do i think that would be brilliant and he'd be very very well respected for doing that but whether you can get him to do that i don't know james uh we have the contact details we will try make that call and try and make it happen look i really appreciate the call steve a really good one thank you no problem. All the best, guys. You too. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, about 15 minutes left off this uh, show. James, brilliant caller. Some great points raised there. 0208 70 You have got just about enough time to get one in if you've got something you want to get off your chest. Uh, I know we've got some forward reviews we still need to do. We've got silly Kai Kai chat. We need to talk about yeah. Spurs. And uh, I think there was one more listener question as well. We will try squeeze it in before we finish at nine. You listen to Love Sport Radio. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Join the best thing in betting since betting. BetConnect is the world's only social betting network that gives you access to the bets of professional gamblers whose expertise has seen them restricted by traditional bookmakers. BetConnect sends you personalised bets or bet requests direct from these pros for you to match. If you believe in the power of the pro, follow their bet with your own money. Your best bets are on BetConnect. Follow the professional money at betconnect.com today. You must be 18 years or over. T's and C's apply. When the fun stops, stop. Visit begamblerware.com. As spokesman said.com is a leading price comparison website that allows you to compare every energy tariff on the market in seconds. We have more deals than any other comparison website offering energy prices, and our impartial independent switching service is free of charge. Nearly 50% of UK households have switched bills, and there are hundreds to be saved. Visit as spokesman said.com and make sure you. You have the best energy deal in place before winter arrives. As recommended in The Guardian, The Times and The Sun, a spokesman said.com. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Los Tabners is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Los Tabners donated over 4 million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more to see how you can get involved, visit lowestabulars.org. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Love sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. This is Love Sport. Okay, 
running out of time on this evening's show uh let's have a little chat about sully kai kai if possible we we did january earlier the ins and outs didn't get around to mention him um he's moved to Dutch side is it knack Breda or nsc Breda? not too sure yeah. but he's gone off to holland um he's been at the club for a long time what was your view on on that well i wish him the best of luck i saw his first his debut goal for the first team when we were playing newcastle in the cup mm. it was a very very good goal he was one of those players we thought was going to come through i mean once one if you compare him to one bissaka he kind of you know was a dark horse coming through compared to kai 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 was our future wasn't he at one point yes um but unpopular opinion people overrated kai kai at palace mm. they wanted him to come through just because he was an academy player and yeah. just because we've had so much success the difference between this is what i've been saying about academy players you need to be like wan bissaka you ha- you come in straight away and looks and you look settled in. I think that's the only way you're going to get a chance. And, and it's not like Sully Kaikai hasn't had any chances. He's had chances. He's played cup games. He's come off the bench uh, for a couple of Premier League games. But he hasn't he hasn't really looked that great. Yeah. Like, he hasn't looked like a Premier League player. And so all the best to him. Um, you know he's moved on. I think it's, I think it's the right time to move on. Um, I, I think his contract was about to end uh, in the summer. So good for him. He's moved on and hopefully he, he does well in Holland. But he was not a Premier League level player and it just frustrated me every time people mention Kai Kai and saying, mm. oh, we should play him, we should play him when when we have played him, he hasn't looked that great. Yeah, no, I think lots of Premier League clubs in particular have players like this who come through and, and yeah. show some kind of talent and naturally you really want these players to succeed and, and that's maybe, he, as you mentioned, he, he was given lots of opportunities, he had lots of loan spells as well and at 24... He's 24 now, is, is that right? Just Something like that, yeah. Like, it felt yeah. at the right time, like, you're not a kid anymore. You've either got to contribute to the first team, either ready, or yeah. we need to kind of say thank you, but it's time to move on. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, though. In pre-season, he did look um, a bit different. He looked yeah. more lively. Everyone was excited about him again. Yeah, everyone's excited, but I think there's a reason why managers like it's not only Roy Hodgson there was other managers mm. that was under him as well that didn't really like prefer him maybe I don't I, I don't think fans realise but maybe he's just not good enough for the Premier League yeah. I know he plays for the <laughs> academy I know we've had so much academy success but not everyone's going to be a Wan-Bissaka like he just, Wan-Bissaka comes in makes an impact straight away no one's going to be like him so it's good that he moved on. Yeah, then. yeah. A pretty average loan spell, wasn't it, Brentford yeah, last season? Like, yeah, and, and he's gone now to the the Dutch top division, but by no means one of the big boys in that league. They're struggling yeah. towards the bottom. So I think that does yeah, kind of demonstrate yeah. maybe the level that he is at. He's not maybe quite Premier League. Um, can I get some forward reviews, yeah. please? Will that producer have a nice bed for us? For um, I don't think so. <laughs> oh. I'll be honest. Okay. I could lie and say yes. Um, do we have one? I think it's happening. It's coming. I can see in the corner yeah. of my eye things happening. Um, and it's then, still at Fulham. <laughs> it's still at Fulham this season. Hasn't haven't really clicked the corner. We're not talking about Fulham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the band word. Oh, like magic. There it is. <laughs> it's going to make this a forward <laughs> review to remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's hear it. Take it away, chaps. Colin Brinskill Eagle. Errors result in losses. Uh, Lee Munden. Salah. Dirty cheating can't say the last word. <laughs> <laughs> that was more than four words. Uh, Nick Salah, cheating slimy can't say the last word. <laughs> Jason Babin, or Babin, with Gaeta we win. Mm. Sai at Sabre seventy four, close but no cigar. Um, Charles Meyer, hell of an effort. 
Mr. Cadbury's Parrot. I love that name. <laughs> that was Handball Ref. <laughs> um, Chuck Bailey could have been worse. Jimmy Dawes. Um, devastated for Julian Speroni. Jack CPFC. Great performance. Unlucky result. And Eagle SE25 to finish off. Liverpool becoming very dirty. Well, thank you very much. Those four-word reviews, of course, um, yeah. talking in about your, your, your game against Liverpool. But up next for you guys, it's an FA Cup game. It's against Spurs. You mentioned about wanting to win a cup, but how much significance does this game hold for you? Because, I mean, I'm looking at your fixtures beyond that. I mean, you know them better than I, but you've got Southampton and you've got Fulham. Two huge games, right? And the Southampton game is quite close to the Sunday it's, it's, as well, it's isn't it? It's on the Wednesday evening. But with Spurs injury problems, which we were speaking about with Jamie from Daily Hotspur earlier, with their attention on the top four, the Champions League, and also you know the, the Carabao Cup, yeah. they probably... This is going to be a, an unwanted distraction for them. You're at home. A good opportunity, maybe, to, to get through to the next round of the FA Cup, no? I won a cup run. I really do. I was, I was annoyed um, when we went out the League Cup because Roy decided to play um, the second unit, basically. That yeah. was frustrating. And I think this is a massive opportunity for Palace. Yes, it's Tottenham. Daily Ali's out. Harry Kane's out. Uh, Suns. Yeah, Suns. Game yeah, still. Three massive players. Mm. I know they've still got quality in their um, in their side, as um, the Tottenham fan that came on the show said. But the, the, if we play like we did against Liverpool, um, and hopefully luck is on our side, and there's and there's not that many deflection goals, I think we've got a great chance. This is a perfect op- opportunity for us to beat a top six side and progress to the next round. Liverpool fans said that we were the other than Man City, we were the best team that, that they've seen this season. So hopefully we can carry on Consist- in in yeah. this in that vein and take the game to Tottenham and actually perhaps look at pushing at them, which we 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 have done in the past rather than relying on the counter attack. And I, I, we beat Tottenham on our cup run to the final last time. Exactly. Yeah, I understand what you're saying by pushing at them, but I just, I don't think we'll still push at them. I think it will be a similar approach. I think we'll still. Hit them, try hit them on the counter, which isn't bad at all. You know, I think we, with Tottenham um, being hit by injuries, they're not going to have as good as talent as they had mm. before. So we should be able to cope with that. But you, you'll have the players coming in that will want to show. But I think we should be able to. They deserve a place in the we, Tottenham team because Roy will make changes. Right, you're not in the same situation as Spurs. I don't, I don't think maybe you'll make a whole host, but there'll probably be a couple of tweaks, won't there? Maya might start. Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it might. But <laughs> well, I wouldn't make that many changes to the Liverpool game. Um, if we if we play like with, you know, the first half performance, if we carry that to the Tottenham game and play like that throughout the game, mm. then got a fantastic chance. It'll also be a chance, hopefully, if Wickham Benteke is playing up front, um, that we can see Wilf and Angels back out on the wings where they belong. Yeah, we need to make sure that we keep Wilf out on the wings. Um, Wilf especially, um, more than Andrews, because you just saw how effective he was against a very good Liverpool side. And mm. this Liverpool side is very good defensively as well, but he caused trouble all day, you know, all night long and even set, sent Milner out, who's, is, who's a great professional. Yeah, absolutely. So, got a great chance. Um, Lucas Perry, he might come in. You never know. He might yeah. play if he, if he does come in, and it'll be good to see him. Maybe I'm not too sure well, if Roy this, would play him. Well, but th- this is the thing you mentioned. Maybe wouldn't make many changes, or you shouldn't make many changes because of the the quality of that performance against Liverpool. 
Um, but as I mentioned with the fixtures, and Nick, as you rightly point out, you play Sunday and then Wednesday, your Sunday evening as well. It's, it's Matt, you'll have Monday off, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, they'll travel down to, to Southampton. I think Roy will make changes. He will. He he will look at that game against Southampton with greater significance than yeah. this than this game against Spurs, regardless, DR, whether you want a cup run or, or not. Because it, 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 but it's, it's it's a frustration of all Premier League fans, isn't it? You know. But he will make changes. Tottenham are in a you know worse position than us. Um, they have the Carabao Cup. What, uh, third? Yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> yeah. they have the Carabao Cup against Chelsea on Thursday. Yeah. Before our game, and then they have a game on Wednesday. No, I know. I get so, so we we have an advantage in that aspect. Um, he might make a couple of changes, but if I was him, I would still pretty much go over the same lineup. Um, that lineup worked out pretty well against Apart Liverpool. Apart from Spironi, if we can help it. Well, that's debatable. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he'll bring on uh, Lucas Perry. Um, I don't know if you'll play him if he does. Does the Spironi, Aaron, Hambo bet include cup games or not? Um, I think it does. I think it does. It'll be yeah. pretty harsh if it doesn't. Yeah, yeah I think he played <laughs> ten Premier League games, including friendlies and everything. <laughs> so just to, just to remind people who aren't aware, what is this bet? So Aaron bet with Hambo that Spironi would play ten games yeah. this season, yeah. and if he did, Hambo had to buy him a, a Spironi pan- shirt. Yeah, shirt. Yeah. How many what if he doesn't what's the um, forfeit no we'll have you to have find to do the marathon march <laughs> yeah we have to finish a marathon march we could do, do last time <laughs> <laughs> you better start off now then eh? yeah. <laughs> you better not be listening um, yeah you guys have to remind us what that is, bet is next week uh, will Speroni play uh, we'll have to wait and see Lucas Perry hopefully uh, signing in the week but would you throw him straight in to be honest mm. I'm just not sure uh, score predictions then please for the Spurs game if you can 2-0 Palace. 2-1 uh, two, two, Palace. Can I just uh, tell our listeners very, very quickly? quickly go on. You can get all our podcasts on them. bit of free advertising for us. com. Go there. Top stuff. Nick, DR, absolute pleasure like always. We'll see you next week, correct? Yeah, hope if I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, uh, 7 till 9pm on Love Sport Radio. There it is on your van dashboard. Pride of place. Your copy of the all-new Toolstation catalogue. It's out now with over 300 new products from top brands like DeWalt, Stanley, Myra and Nest. And even more great deals on all your trade quality tools and supplies. So when it comes to saving your time and money, the new Toolstation catalogue really is. Grab a free copy at your nearest tool station today. I love my brother. We do fun things like playing together. I like having hugs with Freddie. Freddie gives the best hugs. Freddie used to be very poorly. And the doctor said he might need a new liver. Then one day, a very nice person gave their liver to Freddie. It was amazing. We were so happy. Now he's around to give me more hugs than ever. Tell your family you want to save lives. To find out more, visit organdonation.nhs.uk. Can you believe over 50% of UK households have yet to visit a price comparison website and save on their bills? Are you one of those people? Because you must be crazy. Literally, you can save hundreds of pounds in just a matter of minutes. Visit aspokesmansaid.com now and see how much money you can save. That's visit aspokesmansaid.com. 
now. TheSpokesmanSaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. <laughs> you could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you save, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Big, big, big motoring world. Love sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Right, really enjoyed that show with DR and Nick from Back of the Nest. Crystal Palace fan show back next week, 7 till 9pm on your Tuesday evenings. But up next here on Love Sport is the QPR fan show. Why can they not beat Preston? They lost 4-1 this weekend, now without a win in four, but only five points off the playoffs. All that up next after your news. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.